Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh again from the IMCEO podcast, and we have a special guest on the show. We have Dave Sobel of the Business of Tech podcast. Dave, it's awesome to have you on the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem, Dave. Super excited to have you on, and we had a phenomenal podcast. We want to drill down a little bit deeper, but before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Dave so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Dave is regarded as a leading expert in the delivery of technology services with broad experience in both technology and business. He owned and operated an IT solution provider and MSP for over a decade, both acquiring both organi- both acquiring both organiza- other organizations eventually being acquired. This firm was a winner of multiple awards, including Kaseya's Cutting Edge and ConnectWise's Best New Idea, as well as being a finalist for the Microsoft's Worldwide Partner of the Year in the Small Business Specialist category. After his MSP experience, he has worked for multiple vendors at such companies as Level Platforms, GFI, Logic Now, and SolarWinds, leading community, event, marketing, and product strategies, as well as several M&A activities. He is the host of the Business of Tech podcast, and he is a co-host of the Killing It podcast. Dave, are you ready to speak to the, again to the IMCO community? I totally am. This is exciting. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And we had a phenomenal podcast, but I wanted to, to hear a little bit more because you had a really phenomenal story on how you got started with your business. Could you take us through again, your CEO story for those that may not have listened? Yeah, I, 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 was, I really do always start from this place of I'm an engineer. I really mean that, like, despite the fact that I feel like I sometimes have drifted from it in terms of leadership and sales and marketing. I'm an engineer at my heart. I have a computer science degree. I'm super proud of that. And I started my career as an engineer, as a developer, writing code, developing software, helping companies directly hands-on with technology. That ran into the reality of the 2002 downturn mm-hmm. uh, when, the, when the organization I was look, working for let go all the tech people and the sales and management people stuck around. And, and the lesson I took away from that was hmm, the people in charge, even if they're incompetent, they seem to be the ones sticking around. So I can drive a company into the wall just as good as they can. Mm-hmm. And that was my, that really was my takeaway. And, and so I started my technology services firm basic on the core idea of I'm just going to help people with technology. I'm going to figure out small businesses. We're going to get in, involved with that. And it, it started off like a rocket ship and it was a great ride. And as a CEO, as an owner, it's, you're on your own little island. You, you don't, you, you can't talk to your customers about your problems. You can't talk mm-hmm. to your employees about your problems. Uh, and I didn't, I was an engineer. I don't know how to run a company. I'm figuring out as I go. So I reached out a lot and I reached out a lot and did a ton of networking. And then I got super involved in peer groups and collaborative communities to work together with other IT people who were suffering with the same problem. And that also, I quickly moved to not only participating, but being a leader. And I, I launched some peer groups in Europe and I got involved in launching communities for Comptia and I've done all that kind of stuff and I loved it. And so when I had the opportunity to sell the solution provider business, I sort of said, you know, let me figure out if somebody will pay me to do that <laughs> and let's mm-hmm. make it a business thing. And, and the core lesson of that was if we empowered our customers and we made them better, they sold more of our software and that made us money too. So if you invest in your customers and you help them grow, you can accelerate their growth. That, 
and thus they grow, we grow, and it was a great machine, particularly as you think about subscription model software and you think about the way it's being transformed. That's great for everybody. That was my role. Uh, I loved doing it. Helping people is just fun work, right? And then when it's also paying everybody, it's even better. <laughs> and, exactly. You know, and, and when, uh, when, it, when it was all done and we'd sold, you know, on the final sale, you know, the, my former CEO and I were talking and he goes, you know, he introduced me. He goes, well, this is the guy who helped with uh, put $100 million of value into the business. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, that, that, that tells you the power of investing in that kind of thinking. And that's how I got to where I'm at now. And my thinking is, is I want to change with education. I want to change by changing the conversation that we have because a lot of small companies don't have a resource that's an analyst like a Forrester or a Gartner or something like that. These small companies don't have somebody sticking up for them. I can do that. I can I can complain about it or I can do something about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you start to scratch your own itch and obviously by scratching your own itch, a lot of times you're, you're scratching the itches for so many people and you're helping to provide them something. And I think uh, when we, we, we had the podcast, I talked so much about more, so much about the engineering kind of mentality and how they're such great entrepreneurs because you're able to kind of see a problem and you're able to kind of solve that problem as well too. But I, I know one of the things that we talked about um, when we uh, connected or reconnected, I should say, is how you were able to leverage um, technology to be able to connect with people that probably weren't in the same physical room as we're starting to experience today. So could you talk a little bit more on how you're able to do that and some of the maybe ways you were able to execute that on and best practices around? Yeah, that? it's funny because, you know, obviously everyone else is, I, I like everybody's catching up. Welcome to work from home, everybody. I've been doing it for like 15 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I've, I've always been, I mean, I'm a geek. I love the toys. I love the tech. I've always had a video camera. I've always had the great stuff. I, I've done all these, these bits. And, you know, when I, when I moved from being a local entrepreneur to going to work for large software companies, those companies weren't here. Mm. So, I, and I didn't want to move. I, 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 love, I, love DC, I love the DC Metro. It's my home. Mm -hmm. I love this area. You know, go Nats, go Caps. Like, this is home. <laughs> and I didn't want to leave. And so it was up to me to solve that problem. It wasn't that, you know, they, they wanted me to move, but it was up to me to solve that problem. And I made the commitment. I told them, I said, look, I'm going to do the job for you without having to move. But that means I'm going to put the time and effort in to being effective. Uh, Sure, I traveled, like I would go to, I would visit offices, I would show up you know, periodically, but I wasn't physically there. And I built a, a virtual team. I built my entire team across you know, not only multiple offices, but multiple cultures and uh, time zones. Mm -hmm. You know, my, at, at, the, at its largest, when, when we were running, I was running a global events and community team. And I had people in the US, the, in Canada, in the UK, and in Australia, uh, all collaborating all remotely and the and the trick to that was people you have to go the extra mile and invest in people i, I laugh and go because everybody's learning this now video mattered i imposed video calling on all of my team a decade ago when it was still it, and the reason was was simple i could see their facial reactions and they could see mine and they and we would stop talking over one another because you could actually see somebody engaging or disengaging from the conversation. My my team would always tease me and they go, Dave, we could totally read your face. We knew if this was if the idea wasn't working, you would, and we knew it. We could just tell you were about to say no. Like, and they, but you get that by the by the over investment in people, right? And the tech enables that. You use these technology tools and go all in. 
use collaborative white, you know, online whiteboards, use video, use, uh, you know, all of those extra bits and then go the extra mile. I did virtual team meetings. I did virtual happy hours. Why? Because people are people. And if you invest time in them, they will respond to that. The tech is just the enablement of it. And so, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, it was all about that. You can do all of the things that you do and then you just le leverage the tech tools to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's extremely powerful. Overinvest in people, and I, and I think that it's it's so funny because I see the synergies and and kind of we talk how kind of how we talked about that customer focus when we talked about your your secret sauce on how it's so important to have as like that north star, so to speak, to make sure that you're helping out your customers and your clients' clients or customers. You know, just yes. understanding the people <laughs> aspect of it. And I think so many times, you know, especially with everything that has changed and adjust, we sometimes forget. Oh, because I'm on a Zoom call, because I'm on a conference call, or whatever that might be that means I can't have that connection I really can't do that but it's great to hear how you've been able to do that way before you know everything like this has happened and how we can kind of remind ourselves on how we can still invest in each other as people as individuals so that we can have that success yeah you're, it's all team building I, mean, I, I quip and I go I hate I hate virtual zoom backgrounds not because I don't think they're funny but because I actually want to see people's space mm. like I want because because you need to connect to them to understand their their place if they're hiding in a zoom background maybe things aren't great at home maybe they're in an awkward situation and work from home maybe it was forced you need to know that as a leader, as a, as a person, to engage them in a good place. I mean, I, I have a crazy background here. Why? Partly because I actually always enjoy hearing what people identify. Oh, is that a Nintendo Power Glove? Yeah. Oh, is that an Overwatch figure? Like, because it it actually humanizes everybody, right? And I go instantly find out. Oh, that's what your interest. That's the that's where your interests are. We share something in common. I like that portion of it, and it's it, don't hide it be you it's authentic it builds people and it builds teams yeah absolutely that, that makes so much sense and so I, I wanted to um ask you now for what i call your secret sauce and this could be for you personally or your your podcast and everything you're doing but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique you know it, it's funny but the 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 thing that i've come at it is is by being really core to that lens of what the value of technology services is you know, I've, I've always, any time I put people or the customer at the center, I've always done well. And anytime I've strayed from that, I've, that's when I've been at my least effective or, or made my most mistakes. And I don't mean it is like this cliche because lots of people will talk about like focusing on people. I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's about the lens of perspective. The like, I think all the time about who the customer is and what they're doing. For me, the customer is the technology services organization. But actually, that also means I got to go one level deeper and understand their customer too, the consumer of the technologies. And every time, my little secret sauce of life is to think that way and to think about who that customer is and everything flows from that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I outsource a lot. Uh, I am a, I mean, I have to laugh and go, look, my core business has always been, I, you outsource your technology to me. I better believe in outsourcing. <laughs> you know, so I always say my hack is always the, like, I, I, there's so many things I can't do. That means I surround myself with people that can totally do that. I leverage both technology tools and people 
heavily for that. I love Fiverr and Upwork and, <laughs> and, and automation tools and everything that I can do to focus my attention on the thing that I'm good at and find everything else with somebody that what they're good at that can teach me or make me better. So I, I say that is outsource. Outsource as much as I can possibly can. <laughs> that means give that to the expert and leverage their expertise. That's my hack. Absolutely. I love that. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell somebody that's listening to your podcast or engaging with you and talking with you. Or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I think for me, it's, I almost want to say it's, it's the breathe a little, like, you know, it's, it's, it's your, you're super hard on yourself and that's good. That drives you to, to succeed, but breathe a little, it's, it's okay. It'll, it'll, you can, there, there is, I, I always fall back a lot. I, I quit because my father always said it all the time. This is, is measure twice, cut once. You know, he liked to, he liked, his hobby was he would, 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 was a woodworker and he always sort of said that. And every single time I always go measure twice, cut once. It's okay to be thoughtful. It's okay to shut up sometimes. <laughs> Sit back and listen. Like it's, if you don't, if you don't have the answer, that's okay. That's okay. Breathe. It's okay. It'll come. Everything feels super fast. It usually isn't. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like deadlines. I like the whooshing sound they make as they go by. Like, because, because oftentimes it's arbitrary. It's stuff I've put on my own self. If I look at it and say, like, it's okay. Slow down. You, you'll, your thoughtfulness will get you there way better. It may seem slower, but man, it gets you there so much faster. Awesome. I absolutely love that. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Dave, what does being a CEO mean to you? So it's funny because the, the more I do this, the less worried about titles I've gotten over my mm -hmm. career. I actually, I think ultimately I look at it as very much a just a leadership position. And the best leaders are the ones that are empowering the people around them to to do their best work. I always look and say, you know, when I've led large teams or, or my most effective teams, if my job was getting obstacles out of their way, then I was really in my best place. And I look and say, so a CEO is their job is to get the obstacles out of the way for the entire organization and make their and make sure their people know where they're going and be the most clear and envisioned. And that even means all the way down to when you're a super small organization, even down to a one person, you're still setting a vision and a direction and you're making, getting obstacles out of the way for the people around you to be effective. So for me, that's the definition. It's a leadership role and that's when it's most effective. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense and is extremely powerful because as you said, you can be an R leader really in a lot of ways in, in every action that you take, whether you're a solopreneur or you're the traditional quote unquote CEOs and leading large team and large organization. But as we talked about that trickle down kind of effect and things that happen, a lot of that happens as a result of the leadership and the vision and, and executing and being able to empower those around you um, in so many different ways to, to be able to kind of reach those goals and hit those, um, those metrics and those marks. Yeah, totally. And and when you put yourself in that place, and even now you say the solopreneur, you're you're still leading and helping your customers or helping your the mm -hmm. people that you're serving. If you're getting obstacles out of their way, that's yeah. that's being that that leadership role. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, truly appreciate that definition. Appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, subscribe to the podcast, hear all the awesome things that you're working on. Yeah, I, I appreciate the time. You know, again, my, my, my lens is always the how 
technology services can make a difference. And, and that's the, the quest I'm on is to try and change the way we talk about that. Uh, all of my resources are at mspradio.com. The podcast is The Business of Tech. It's available every business day. It's on all the podcatchers. All the subscribe links are right there at mspradio.com. Please reach out. And I love questions and, and insights from the audience. I do editorial pieces that are directly responding to questions from my audience of what, what I think some direction is. Because for me, it's changing the conversation and being kind of a different kind of almost consultant or analyst. It's mm -hmm. I, I want to be super available and, and, and accessible. Just throw me stuff and I'll go work on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you being able to kind of do that on a daily basis related to what's going on and happening is definitely a great way uh, that you're able to show that on a regular basis. So truly appreciate that. We will have the links and information in the show notes, but I appreciate your time again, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.